0: This is Jessica Jo, and you're listening to the Free Cake Podcast, where we share a slice of the writing life. Hello everybody, this is Jessica Jo, and today I want to have a craft moment where we talk about one of my favorite craft subjects, which is beats. So beats are just the bits of action sprinkled throughout a scene, and they're usually interspersed with a scene that's dialogue heavy. And I, this is kind of a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it's one that I struggled with when I was writing my novel, not this last manuscript, but the first one I sat down to write two years ago and I hadn't written in like 10 years and I had studied craft but I really didn't formally know what I was doing writing wise. Like I hadn't done it in so long. I was rusty and the dialogue came really naturally. I think we have a high level of exposure to great dialogue through movies and TV and reading and obviously craft books go on and on and on about dialogue. And so dialogue I felt confident in, exposition I felt pretty confident in, but the little tiny moments that are sprinkled into the dialogue that make it feel believable and make it feel like you're immersive, make it feel like you're there and show information about characters that's essential, that was much harder. And I I didn't feel super equipped. I remember Googling it. Um, I remember asking my writing group, like, how do you guys write your beats? And it wasn't really a topic that I could find a lot of information on. It kind of felt Like I had to go eventually to primary sources and pick up a bunch of books that I loved and study how those authors did their beats. And I wound up actually just making a giant list of beats that I really liked that I wanted to emulate that showed me techniques that taught me, okay, this is a good beat. Okay, this is kind of a filler beat that I wouldn't want to use. So in my mind, what I kind of learned was that there are two... Uh, types of beats in terms of quality. So let's first talk about quality of beats. So two types of beats are the generic beats and the specific beats. And generic beats in my mind are something that any character could do. So raising eyebrows, shrugging shoulders, looking out a window, getting a cigarette lit, sitting in a chair and crossing your legs and uncrossing your legs. These are all generic. Any character could do these. We do these movements all the time all day long. And I kind of have begun to see them as a bit of a wasted opportunity because as I studied beats, I saw that some authors were using highly specific beats. And what they were doing is they were using every beat as an opportunity to characterize or to develop setting. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make all my beats work double duty or triple duty. They're gonna characterize and they're gonna develop setting and they're going to serve as a beat. So basically in my mind, quality beats are specific and they should reveal character or setting. So they should not be interchangeable where any character could be doing that beat. They should be specific to that character and either show us something new That we didn't previously know about the character, or just reveal a facet of their personality or their internal. Uh, state during that scene. So for example, a generic beat would be that she leaned forward to have her cigarette lit by the character she's talking to, but I was reading Elisa Foley the other day and she had this beat that was so brilliant and it was something along the lines of the character leaned forward to have her cigarette lit, which could have been generic, but instead it said something like she leaned forward so that the raspberry lace of her bra showed to him and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. That's such a great beat. That's not something that Every character would do that's very specific to that character, and it teaches me something about her. And it was actually pretty early on in the book that that beat came out, and I thought, oh, great, I know a lot more about that character now. That's so interesting. And yeah, and that's just a good point. It's just interesting. That's so much more interesting to me than she got her cigarette lit. Um, there's a different kind of woman who leans forward, so the raspberry lace of her bra shows through. That's an interesting character. Okay, so also using specific beats to develop setting is a really cool technique I saw authors using where instead of doing kind of your standard setting dump at the beginning of a scene where you have a paragraph or two and you say, here are all the things you want to know about the setting, they would weave it in through the a- through the action and the dialogue. They would re... Uh, weave in these bits of action that also revealed settings. So a character could be in the middle of a conversation and he turns away. Let's say he takes down this old rusted sword off of the wall and the the wall has these is made of damp stones covered in moss. All right, that's really cool. I learned a lot about the setting. You didn't have to just tell me that in the beginning. You're weaving that in. So I have a sense of time and place and objects in the room that are important without a settings dump. So that's another way to make sure that your beats are of the highest quality. And then let's talk quickly about quantity. So quantity of beats. One way that uh, beats are often get misused is to include too many. So there can be so many beats that they actually interrupt the flow of the scene and the flow of dialogue. And another way that I see beats sometimes being misused is that they are used for... What Donald Maz calls churning repetition. Um, basically, churning repetition is just when you are revealing as the author something that you already revealed to the reader. So it could be in the form of a piece of dialogue, this is what I often see, a piece of dialogue that reveals an emotion, let's say, and then immediately followed up by a beat that shows the exact same emotion. So that maybe the dialogue shows that the, the character is excited. And then the follow-up beat shows them bouncing up and down on the balls of their feet, or that their voice has gone high and breathy, and, or, you know, or any number of, of beats, of little bits of action that would show excitement. But what happens is that it's kind of a crutch. So the author maybe is not sure if their dialogue landed, and they think, well, maybe the reader wasn't, it wasn't really coming through all the way, that the character was excited, so I'll make sure they know by dumping in this beat. And really, what happens is it's just a form of repetition, and it becomes a little bit boring to the reader because they already know. They know you did your job well. They already know the character is excited, so you don't need to tell them twice. So we want to make sure when we're using our beats that we use fewer beats, but they are high quality, that we make everyone count, and that it's serving not only the purpose of being a beat, but also characterizing and or revealing setting details. And then we want to make sure that we are our beats are not interrupting the scene or feeling like they're churning exposition and that they're repetitive, but that they are offering something new and insightful and interesting and engaging for the reader. So that is my quick craft spotlight on the topic of And I hope that next time you read, you really enjoy kind of watching out for beats and how different authors use them and which ones really strike your fancy and which ones you find to be um, you know, filler that you kind of want to avoid in your own writing. So actually I will end with an excerpt from one craft book that actually I did find that has a whole section on beats. And this was really, really helpful for me. The book is self editing for fiction writers and it's by Brown and King. And let me go ahead and read to you from page 152 he said the authors say beats can also be pointless distracting clichéd or repetitive haven't you read scenes in which the characters are forever looking into each other's eyes, down at their hands, or out the window? You want to write beats that are as fresh, as unique as your characters. No two people cross a room in the same way. And there are as many ways of showing, say, uneasiness as there are situations to make a character uneasy. So, where do you find good beats? Well, as Yogi Berra once said, you can see an awful lot just by watching. Watch your friends. Notice what they do with their hands when they're bored, with their legs when they're relaxed, with their eyes when They're nervous. Watch old movies. Watch yourself. Keep an eye open for those little movements that bring your personality to the surface, the gestures that reveal who you are or how you're feeling. If you collect enough of these little movements, your characters won't ever have to look at their hands again. You can see an awful lot just by reading. Start paying attention to beats as you read, the ones that make you wish you'd written them, and all the ones that distract or irritate. So, I will close with that. I hope you have a wonderful day and that you start noticing beats that make you excited as an author that you want to emulate in your own writing. In so many professions, you get the pleasure and benefit of chatting with your coworkers. You can share tips, ask questions, normalize your experiences, and bounce ideas off each other. As writers, we often work alone and don't have access to a writing friend or community. The goal of the Free Cake Podcast is to have those meaningful, casual conversations about our work. If you have writing questions or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast, please email info at jessicajohoover.com.